in this episode of the Unfold the Soul, bless his heart, leadership podcast. There is a delusion people suffer from when that status quo has been quoing for too long. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. Good God, the bodies continue to fall. I mean, they continue to pile up. Two retirements this week and three of my EIP teachers are interviewing at other schools. Along with that, two more definites and one stark possibility. Phillips and Bradshaw transfer to another school and Weston informs me of her intent to transfer. Her intent to transfer. I'm going to get to that in the reflection. It is surreal, this exodus. One of my major sorry-ass teachers comes to me to ask where she is going to be next year. And then she had the nerve to mention that there are two schools closer to her home that she can work for. I'm going to wait to tell her after spring break that transferring is a good idea. I'm going to be looking for an entire damn staff this summer. The bodies are up to 22 and counting. All right, baby, let's get into this. Now, I have to admit, I read this entry. It's relatively short. And I'm committed to doing one entry per episode, but I didn't want it to be a three minute one. And I kind of stared at it for a minute and just, you know, literally closed my eyes and took myself back to that time. And then it hit me. I changed the title to whatever I had before to status quo delusion because folk were deluded at the time. And this podcast is pretty evergreen. In other words, it doesn't uh, align with current events you know you can listen to it at any time because i'm reading from my journal but i happen to be recording this three weeks prior to the release of my new book which is i ain't gonna lie to you ain't too many times where i'm less than humble but this book is awesome i am i'm so proud of it i'm a scared that i'm not gonna be able to write another book like i like i, I got nothing else anyway the book is ruthless equity Disrupt the status quo and ensure equity for all students. Ensure learning for all students. And this entry is an example of when the status quo has been in place for so long that people are completely deluded. I mean, completely deluded. Now, the body count is up to 22. And while that was definitely stressing the shit out of me back then, I was also glad for the people who decided this wasn't a fit for them. I mean, because word had gotten out, it made clear we were still the Hot Mess Express and a complete shit show. But I'm starting to put things in place about where we're going so they could see down the road. And um, and I, you know, I honor the people who decided to make the change. <laughs> but let me get back to this one. I got the one teacher I don't know what I named her because I tried to change the names which is why it sounds awkward in the um, when I'm reading the entry 
This one informed me of her intent to transfer. This is the this is the first teacher, and she, Lord have mercy, she may have weighed seventy-two pounds with a backpack on, but had the decibel and lung capacity. She was the number. I have a bunch of screamers on staff. This one screamed like her family's being murdered. I mean, you, you ever come across those teachers that scream in a way where you say to yourself, okay, this is more than this kid cutting up in class. Like this this is more than a discipline issue. There's some life shit going on in that scream right there. Like you, you working out some shit that should be worked out in therapy right here. That's not a, that's, that's, that's a something going on in my life that I'm dragging into work scream. And by the way, there's a whole section in my book about what I term bag draggers because she was definitely one of them. Dragging all her personal stuff in the work and then taking it out on the kids and staff. Anyway, I just, if if I was that person, I wouldn't be going to the principal talking about my intent to transfer. I'd slide my ass out of there smooth-like with no noise. Like you just look up and I'd just be gone with an envelope telling you I'd just be embarrassed but the screaming the mayhem was such a part of our DNA it was such a part it was never challenged and so why not walk up and tell me as if you know it's going to be a loss to, for me and then the other one I, I that I described Oh, Lord, I need to go to church this Sunday. I described her in the reading as one of my major sorry-ass teachers. Major sorry-ass. I know exactly who this is. Sorry as hell. Talking about you got two school... Like, we bargain in salary or some shit. Like an NFL player. Like, um, the Jets want me and the Patriots want me. So, you know, if you guys need to come to the table with a new contract... She talking to me like 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 those two schools are a bargaining chip. If 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 we weren't in school that day, I would have drove her ass to both schools and dropped her off. O F F country style. Off. I would have dropped off. It's just insane. But again, at the time, it felt like an out of body experience because I am telling you, there's no way. My mind is blown that these handful of people I'm talking about basically had no idea they sucked. And when I think back now, I mean, aside from all the dysfunction that was going on in the school, I imagine that everybody had stellar evaluations and shit and just, you know, all that. But aside from that, it really speaks to why the status quo must be examined. Every policy and practice Every protocol, everything you do has got to be examined under the lens of equity and student learning, because when it's not, this kind of delusion sets in like this is delusion. Like I wrote this, this is 2006, and I wrote one of my major sorry ass teachers, major. I mean, this is like this is a starter. Like She's not even on a bench. Like I got a bench full of sorry asses, but this is a start. This is one of my starting five. Walked up and basically used these two schools in their neighborhood as a bargaining chip. That tells me a couple of things. One, that our expectations 
for our commitments as adults is so low. Two, it speaks to the narrative at our school and the reputation. It was almost as if <laughs> like we were in constant survival mode and the teachers and staff who came to the school were doing like, like she wanted treatment like she was like ex-military. You know, yeah, I, I stop and thank our, our, you know, military veterans, current and past when I, I have a chance. Like she's almost as if like she's put in years uh, on this war front and wants me to know that if I want to keep this uh, very skilled, highly skilled and, uh, you know, war scarred, uh, battle tested teacher that I better look out because there are two schools on her way home. That's where we were. We were in complete survival mode. A lot of us didn't have any hope for the school and thought we were, you know, they're quote unquote doing a job, almost doing the kids a favor by showing up. And that's what I mean by that status quo delusion. It tells you where our mission was, you know, not at that moment, but you know what they'd had before I gotten there. It, it, it just tells you like the prospect almost like, uh, it's like if you work at my school, then then you then you deserve battle pay or an extra level of respect. And I just thought the opposite. And I promise you, I'm not talking to you through this lens of, you know, like the teacher of the year lens or the most amazing teacher you've ever heard. I'm just talking about competent because I know you don't need 37 teachers of the year to ensure high levels of learning for all kids. You need competent folks and you need someone who can leverage talent. That's what I do. I know how to leverage the talent. But man, just the complete gall. Almost as if I wouldn't find someone else. You better hang on to my sorry ass. I'm sorry. I'm probably a little sleep deprived and grumpy. So <laughs> this, this entry came at the right time. Listen, if you are not examining every policy and practice with the potential of disrupting patterns that don't put teachers in position to be their best and don't put students in position to learn as much as they can learn and learn as well as they can learn, then you're doing a disservice. You're doing a disservice. And I have a mild headache coming on just thinking about how stressful that time was. I mean, I read this stuff casually. And I talk about it, you know, but I remember how stressful it was to look up and have 22 vacancies. And this entry was March 31st, 2006, 22 vacancies at the beginning of April. Like we were just going into spring break. And again, I'm not at a school where folks are trying to run and, and, and sign up and be a part of it. I'm at that place where, you know, you interviewing somebody like you got to lock them in the room. <laughs> Get them to sign the contract. All right. Well, I, I hope this uh, wakes you up some to the status of your status quo, you, of your school's culture, your district's culture. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Start with the crown. Leaders, if you're interested in how to embed equity 
on your campus, make it a part of your school's DNA and ensure equity, excellence, and achievement for all students regardless of background. If you want to know how to dismantle ability groups and make high levels of learning happen for every student, pick up Ruthless Equity, my brand new book. It will be out in mid-January. If you want to learn more about it, go to ruthlessequity.com. That's ruthlessequity.com. On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, bless his heart, leadership podcast, seemingly out of nowhere, that man walked by and put a word on me. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.